Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Geek Therapy Radio, where we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. I am one of your wonderful co-hosts, Mark Quides, and joined with me tonight is Lara Taylor. Hey! And Josue Cardona. What's up? Hello guys. Hello. The time has finally come. We... We gotta, we gotta talk about across the Spider Verse. We we already knew Spider Man was gonna be coming up. I I talked about it like a couple episodes ago, briefly. Tried really hard to not go too much into it, but now we gotta go into it. I it was my fault. I it took me a while to watch it. Finally, I hadn't gone to the mm-hmm. theater since the last Spider Man movie that came out. <laughs> That was actually the last time I went to the movies. It was for No Way Out. No Way oh, no way Home. <laughs> no Way Sp- Home. Sp- Sp- Spider-Man bookends on your movie theater experience. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, I, I I think I just want to know, what, what were your initial thoughts, feelings, reactions, emotions? All the, all the good stuff. Laura, what did you think of the movie? It's been longer since I've seen the movie since, well... Jose, at least, because uh, I saw it opening weekend. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I thought there was a lot of good, good, meaty, juicy geek therapy stuff in there. Um, I cried a lot during the movie, um, and I have been talking with clients about it a lot. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, I have a friend who is obsessed watched it like last week and is like texting me constantly like novels about what his thoughts on this movie are um (laughs) but again did not disappoint my only complaint is that it's a two-parter and i have to wait for all the resolutions of things Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's a part one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm glad that they they decided not to call it Across the Spider Verse Part One and Two, which was the original. Yes. I like <laughs> the like into across and beyond. Beyond, like I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> I love the first one, so of course, like I had to. I wanted to see this one as soon as possible. There's a lot of things that I that I like about this movie, but my overall impression was that I found it overwhelming. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot. Like you have to pause. Yeah. To be able to see, <laughs> yeah, hundreds of hundreds of Spider-Mans. Thousands. <laughs> like, like, like I was telling someone the other day about this, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, if you just want to focus on like, no, like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and then everything that makes it so cool visually, which are the different styles. Again, like, I don't know why I just came out of the theater like exhausted." Like I, I think a part of it is too that for the last few years I, I rarely sit down to watch a movie from beginning to end, and that day I did a double feature. Like I like I went to two movies, <laughs> and this was two, the second two one. multiverse movies, yeah. which multiverse I think are exhausting movies. too. Um yeah 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 uh but but yeah by by the end of it I was like, I felt like I, like my brain had gotten, beat up. It was it was it was a lot a lot a lot but did i like it oh yeah yeah loved it i can't wait to get into the the reason the, the best reasons why yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. i'm like laura i i saw it opening night and i 
I walked away from that movie one just completely taken away i i loved the movie so much i loved all the different art styles i I really liked how they did like gwen's like perspective of things and like how that a lot of it was focused on her development as well and i also walked away surprised because i know like at, at, at the end when they you know do like oh the return or whatever it said 2024 and i was like wow okay, next year, I'm here for it. And then, of course, you know, you hear all the news later, and they're like, no, 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 we, we have to push it back to, like, 2026, which I'm like, okay, that that's totally fine, but... Is that true? Also that, not. That one actually might not be true. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, either way, I think it's going to be delayed to so oh, they can... writer strike and all of that can also exactly. delay things, yeah. Um, but I know they were talking about potentially delaying it to 2026 to make sure everything is flushed out and and is the best you know and there are words the best it can be because if they were to try to pump that movie out by 2024 i have a feeling a lot of people would be disappointed Mm -hmm. but yeah i saw i saw uh, the same kind of thing online that said that it was going to be delayed till 2026 and then somebody was like this is fake and showed like details on why that post was fake um, but other people are saying that that are in that are like animators are saying there's no way it's going to be in 2024. But it's still scheduled to come out March 2024. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I still see. Anyway, that's not what the show is about. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, but, no, 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 but that's how excited we are about it. We exactly. want the next one right now. I, I've never been so disappointed. <laughs> it's like no, I can't wait that long. Yeah, uh, but. No, this movie, this I think this movie was definitely though it was it was very overwhelming, and it's definitely one where I'm gonna want to watch it back and like pause it at certain points or like try to slow it down at certain points just so that way I can try to take in everything because I feel like especially in the moments where it showed like all the Spider Men, I was like looking around the entire screen trying to find ones that. I recognize, but also ones that like I felt like should be in there. Like one in particular that is just it would have just been a funny little like gag to me was the Spooder Man meme, where mm-hmm. it's like the poorly drawn Spider Man. I was looking all over for it just so that I can say like, yes, I saw it. It's there. It's confirmed. Well, there's a whole other movie. I know. Coming. So whole other may, three it, hours it may, for you to. It may, <laughs> it may or may not make its appearance. Um, but like I, I just remember I was like looking around everywhere, just trying to take it all in, and like the the sequences especially are going by so fast that it's it's impossible without having to like pause it and like taking a look around and like giving yourself a moment to process everything that's going on in short scenes. One of my clients told me, uh, I feel bad for whoever is going to have to do the Easter egg videos for for this movie. <laughs> And I agree. The Easter egg video is coming out in 2026. That's the one yeah. that's going to be delayed. That's what's got delayed. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It was it was a lot. And I think maybe because we're fans, like it was more overwhelming for me because it wasn't just noise. I was like, oh, no, those are like actual characters. I want to know who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who where I recognize include? them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is that what, is that what this, this one? Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, I, I found myself after the the movie trying to like I was like on wikis and I was like looking up ones that I knew and then trying to like I was like okay I remember this one looked like that so I was looking at pictures and then I was trying to find it and then I was just going down a rabbit hole of like reading about all like these different variations of Spider-Man and everything like that and I was like this is this is too much this is this is a lot yeah yeah and the subject matter was also oh um, 100% yeah. yeah like I know a couple weeks ago, I talked a little bit about um, one of the big themes that I I saw during the film, which was kind of like um, kind of coming into your own and kind of like establishing like your own identity and who you are and kind of letting yourself being able to, to tell your own story and things like that um, instead of having other people try to tell you what your life should be like or things like that. Um and it was definitely one that like i feel like hits home for a lot of people um myself included of like you feel like your whole life you have to live up to other people's expectations or you know other people are trying to tell you how you're supposed to live your life or you're supposed to do things a certain way and things like that and sort of being able to come into your own and say like no 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 like this is my life. This is my story. This is, I'm going to do things however I want to do them. And no one's going to be able to tell me otherwise, but also starting to understand just what exactly that means. Because initially that might sound great, but then you also have to think about the consequences and the ramifications potentially of the choices that you do make as your own person. And as you come in and, and, um, solidify who you are as a person, things like that. So, um, how how is that connected to the to the movie? So, like with Miles, like he is growing up, like he's becoming a teenager. He wants to do his own thing, and you see, like, um, you know, like in the first movie, he's got a pretty good relationship with his mom, dad, things like that. And in this movie, like in the beginning, you're starting to see the tensions go up between him and his parents. Like he's like because he's i mean in his case he's lying because you know he's spider-man and he's you know doing all those antics and shenanigans but because of that lying he's creating tension he's arguing with them more he's talking back to them and he is hiding things from them and as any teenager would you know what can kind of relate to and understand that as you grow up and as you start trying to figure out who you are as an individual sometimes your parents might not you feel like your parents are might not be able to understand what it is that you're going through or the situations you're in and so you lie you keep those secrets or in some cases you might sneak out and you might do things which creates problems and tensions and that's what's going on with miles and then that translates even more when he meets all these other different spider-men when he goes to the the the, the main area the main hub of spider-man and they're basically saying like you don't belong here like mm-hmm. this is how a spider-man story is supposed to go and one you disrupted one so now we have to try to fix that but two like this is something that you're not supposed to interfere with you're supposed to let this happen and now that he's a spider-man he has to experience his own you know canon events his own things because that's how it's supposed to go and you're not supposed to let that change and they're trying to tell him that but he's like 
but no, like our job is to save people and protect people. So why can't I have both? Mm-hmm. I know you want to talk about canon events, but one thing that as you were talking that came up is something a thread that I've followed with a lot of people that I work with and with friends of mine um, about the idea that you talked about last time when I wasn't around the, um, the belonging and the, like the, this idea of the parents coming together uh, or the parents and the, and the kids being at odds and, and having to hide yourself because, you know, you're not living up to their expectations and you're keeping these secrets and you're figuring out who you are. Um, a lot of people in the trans community are rallying around Gwen as a trans icon and are hoping, I don't know if they're going to go this far, but hoping that they're going to have her become a trans, be a trans character. Um, there's this moment where she's talking with her dad and talking about this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be and, and this big moment and she is washed in trans colors, which to be fair are her colors, pink and blue and white, but the people in the community are like, no, they emphasized it even more in that exact moment when she stood up for herself. Um, And sometimes her blue can look kind of green and they made it very blue, like trans blue. Um, And she also has a protect trans kids poster on her wall in the, in the movie. And I just think it's really cool that this whole community is like, decided and superhero movies are like this uh, and stories are like this anyway we see it with x-men and and it's been like this with spider-man before but this idea that you have to mask who you are and hide who you really are around others um because of the danger around you uh and then somebody stands up for themselves and i think it's really cool that the community has done this um but yeah yeah. One of the cool things about superpowers is that we don't none of us have superpowers so that they can they can be metaphorical for for different things and you can relate to having you know the power can be a particular experience or or something else. Mm-hmm. And the colors thing, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's deliberate. I wouldn't I wouldn't either. Yeah. Especially since it's in that same time frame as when you see the protect trans kids <laughs> sign over the door. Yeah. 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 I I know this isn't where the episode was gonna go, but I'm mm-hmm. curious. Would it What if they don't address it directly? I've had this conversation with friends mostly um, that I think it would still be okay. That ambiguity. Um, I have some people that are like, no, it needs to be, it needs to be clear. But other people are like, I'm fine with the ambiguity. No one's telling me she's not. So in exactly. my head, she can be, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that the peace that people are finding someone, especially in this time where there is so much turmoil about how people view trans people, having a character like that in a very popular movie that they can say, that's me. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they act, the studio actually comes out and says something. But... The amount of representation in this movie 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was if, if it was deliberate that they did that. Yeah. I th- I think even if they don't come out and say it, I th- I think that it was deliberate to in that moment wash her in those colors, whether she is supposed to be trans or not. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And so we when we our um, the episode that we did around into the spider verse is one of the favorite one my favorite ones that we've ever done mm-hmm. because at that time there was a trend um on social media about spider sonas and people were draw- drawing their own like I themselves saw, I still have mine on mine on my desk and i moved <laughs> 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 and it was so fun like we each so what we did right each of us drew um mark this was before your time i remember uh, so the episode was, so it was Brandon, right? And so we we made these and we we put them on social media, and it was it was a lot of fun to to create these um, versions of ourselves. And so it seems that the trend happening now around the movie, um, Mark, you were explaining to us before the show, before the, before we started recording, is this idea of canon events. And so like you were, but, but I'm. It's interesting because everything you were saying. So let me let me see if I get if I understand what canon events are according to to how people are using them. You you correct me if mm-hmm. I get it wrong, but it's this idea of um, identity defining or life defining events that would happen. So in it's almost like changing the idea of um, like. Like when people say like this is my villain my villain origin story right or like this is my origin story, it's kind of like this is they're they're using canon event in place of that. Um, in the movie, canon event they there's thousands of them, so they talk about it as like what they all have in common. And so I'm curious, the trend is is it just people in the singular saying like oh this is this is my canon event this is like what made me who I am or is it like me and everybody like me all have this event in common. I think it's more like the first one where it's the first like, one? Okay. yeah, it's more of like, this is me as an individual. This is, this is what my event is that mm-hmm. the, this is the defining trait. And, you know, I've seen different variations of it on TikTok of, you know, ones that are, you know, kind of jokey, you know, they have random explanations, things like that. Um, but I definitely feel like it is, um, a topic or like a a thing that can be addressed in, in a lot of different ways to kind of have somebody sort of explain how exactly they're viewing themselves or what do what events in their life that they view as the most important um and what what has defined them or made them who they are as as a person or what set them on the path that they ended up choosing in life things like that um obviously those events can be both positive and negative but i think like that's an interesting thing to kind of explore with people of like well what what are your canon events what are the the things in life that you think have the most significance to you as an individual that made you be or made you go down the path that you chose to go down as a as a person so, so this is confusing for me, right? Like, like the the terminology, and I've 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 mm-hmm. explained this to many people in the past as well. So I want to make sure we we do that here because mm-hmm. it might be helpful for yeah. people. Um, which is in fiction when you talk about something that is canon, there's canon ends up being like the official 
um, right. Series like of if events. you had a rule book, if you had a rule mm-hmm. book for that yep. world, that yep. story, the canon things are the things that are that happened, and then everything else is like extended universe or like fanfic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's weird, right? It's like so. Who is the author of the canon, right? Or in mm-hmm. the case of um, Star Wars, right? Star Wars canon changed at some point, right? Because Where they said, the person, the company, the corporation that owned it changed. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And they said, okay, canon is now this. And all these other things are stories that were told, but they're not mm-hmm. real. They don't influence the future. Um, one of my, my favorite things that has happened in recent years is the um, retconning, mm-hmm. right, uh, of... Um, these multiverses, right? Where suddenly all the DC shows and movies are all part of the DC, you know, they're all connected. They, and then Marvel the same way, right? Like in, in no way out and no way home mm-hmm. <laughs> in no way home. Right. Where it's like, Oh, all of these Spider-Man exist in a, in the same place. And like in this movie, right. There's, there's all of these different characters who, even though we never, thought that they were now according to you know the rule book well they all exist kind of in the same multiverse and so mm-hmm. i like that like the this is this is these are the rules <laughs> this is the official thing mm-hmm. there can be other stories but they're not necessarily there and like in anime this one this one is confusing right so so and a lot of anime not all but a lot of anime are based on manga and then the there are anime that are considered there are some episodes that are considered canon because they they are telling the story that was in the manga and then as you're producing um the anime sometimes the the manga is moving slower than the anime Mm -hmm. so then the anime gets to a point where it's covered all of the manga so far and it has to continue while waiting for more of the manga to be written so then they create filler what they call filler episodes which are continued stories you're still telling stories but they will never influence the main story it is so mm-hmm. weird to watch filler and then and have that in your mind where you're like oh none of this actually matters because they will never reference it <laughs> it mm-hmm. will none of these characters will die they will have no significant um events here because this show follows the the manga canon and so mm-hmm. they can't they just can't do anything and it's it's weird because a lot of those stories are a lot of fun and and like incredibly well done but then when you when you look back you're like oh yeah none of that mattered <laughs> it's very it's very strange but uh yeah i hope i've explained um canon uh so, in the traditional sense well so in this in the movie they're explaining canon events as the events that are primary to your life to a person's life to the spider-man's life quote-unquote spider-man spider peoples um what i think is really interesting is this idea of figuring out what are the events that changed who you are changed your trajectory in life is something that i do with clients we do timelines and like look at what are these pivotal moments that you remember good and bad right what are the things that make you what are the things that are pivotal to you that you remember most? Those are their canon events, the ones that have imprinted on them so much. Um, I think for me, 
one of my earliest ones is probably my first trip to Disneyland that I can remember when I tried to go on the Matterhorn. Um, and that screwed me up and I didn't go on that ride until I was, I was nine when I tried to go on the ride. I didn't go on again until I was 21. Uh, so <laughs> that happened. Um, and then of course we've talked about it a million times. Like my mom's death is a big piece of who I've become and where I've gone. And that started on me on a trajectory of like my first day at camp, which is another piece. And then that started me. I, th I think about these things. If this hadn't happened, then all these other things in my life wouldn't have happened. I'd be in a very different place. So I think those are the canon event that you could argue that that's canon events, but also like the things throughout your life. What are the things that are the pivotal things that you remember? Those like moments that have impr imprinted in your brain. Um, it, I was I was struggling with how are we going to talk about this in terms of relatability because real life, like everything is canon in real life, mm -hmm. right? Like everything that happened to you actually happened to you. I mean, we can get into a whole thing about human memory being garbage and all that you know but, but they use canon slightly differently than we think of canon no like, of course right in the yeah. story right in the movie it's completely different that's why i'm saying like in our in our lives if we're saying like what is canon it's like all of those things like it all happened right if we're looking mm -hmm. at it as like what's what counts and what doesn't count but and and mark you can use this one because i hadn't thought about it this way but I, I i like this as a potential intervention is if you could retcon something out of your out of your past, mm -hmm. right? Like, how would that affect your future? Maybe like, like you talked about the the, the timelines piece, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at all mm -hmm. of those events, and they're yeah, like your mom's death is a thing that really happened. You'll never retcon that one, right? But maybe there's another experience, right? Like a, a bad experience that you could just be like. Mm -hmm. Damn, I'm not gonna like. I don't want that one to define me, you know. And that's right. like, oh, that inspires you to like work through a particular trauma or or do certain exercises or make a change in your life, right? It's like I'm not gonna let this particular thing define who I am in the future. And like letting go of that mm -hmm. um, within this framing, I think, I think, I think it works. I think and some works. trauma modalities. You look at narrative therapy, or you look yeah. at um, uh, cognitive processing therapy. Your, the idea is to change how you think about that event. So even mm -hmm. if you can't retcon something big and get it out of there completely, you can think about, you can change how you're thinking about it and how you tell the story to yourself. All CBT um, is based on that. Exactly. On that, on that exactly. Yeah. 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 We can't just wish away or think away a bad thing that has happened to us, but we can definitely think about it differently. And even if it's still hard to think about and it was still a difficult thing, like, we can take ownership of that story. And Josue, yeah. you brought up who's telling the story, who's making the canon. You make the canon, not some other person. You're making your own canon. So I like I like that. It plays this yeah. whole idea of canon events and, and yeah. this plays into a lot of things that are basic like timelines that can apply yeah. to most modalities, but also like CBT, RBT, um, narrative therapy. I mean, I mentioned cognitive processing therapy. That's a form of CBT. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Have have, um, have either of you watched the movie Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It has been a very long time, but yes. <laughs> have you ever seen I, it, Mark? I've, I've heard of it. I've had people tell me to watch it. I just have never gotten around to it. But I, I know about the movie. 
Yeah, so the, the premise is, right, that this this guy has a really bad breakup and he can't stop thinking about about his ex. So he goes to a doctor, Dr. Bruce Banner, and he um, who has a machine where he can, like, delete memories from your mind. And he's like, I don't want to remember this person. You know, it's like, that's it's a fun movie idea, but it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the mm-hmm. idea, right, but this idea of canon, it's like, nah, that was a filler episode. That doesn't impact the overall story. I like this. You can you can use mm-hmm. that one, Mark, and everybody. <laughs> I, I was I was totally thinking about that because um, I was like, yeah, you know, like there are things where you can, like, yes, everything is canon, and even filler can be canon, but it doesn't mean it has any sort of. Significance. What do you mean filler can be canon? I, I'm I'm not saying that like it 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 is. I'm saying like I think in some I think in some cases that like in the sense where filler has no like significance to the contributing story you can say like oh yeah that episode it happened it it, you know it it did a thing but that doesn't mean it it has any impact into what the actual what the actual story is or who you are like yeah, okay yeah it happened but it doesn't mean like it's a defining story or an arc or anything like that like the the one that kind of comes to mind is like in dragon ball z with gohan when he's doing his training stuff um before vegeta comes like way early on in, in in the series all that training stuff where he's like going off on adventures things like that it's all filler has absolutely no significance to the story whatsoever but it's still stuff that you can say yeah that happened gohan did go through all of that but that doesn't mean it, it plays any sort of significance into what the main story actually is Garlic Jr. never happened. I don't even talk about Garlic so, Jr. I'm just talking about Gohan, all right? I'm, just, so, I'm not saying every filler has to be canon. Okay, just but, just just because I mean this is this is a type of, of podcast where we can do this. There is something called anime canon. <laughs> <laughs> which means that the there's still like the, the manga canon and filler, but then there's there are some episodes that are considered anime canon, which is from from this point forward, the anime has chosen to adopt a particular feature, and and continue that. So, and in a way, I think part of that can also be like where filler connects to other filler from the past. <laughs> so there's um yeah, that's not helpful to this conversation. I just wanted to make sure that no. <laughs> you're, <laughs> just, you're just clarifying things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want anybody to say, "Hey, you forgot to talk about." And yes, there's mixed canon episodes, but that's 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 another that's on another level talk about that later that i feel like that's more for otaku ryoho me yeah yep 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 <laughs> okay so 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 you mark you were saying and, I, and i'm i'm curious like because there, i think we're like diverging at one point where you were focused on how the world tries to tell you how to do things right mm-hmm. or there are expectations yeah. and you can make different choices and then I think that's a part of it, but I didn't think of that at all during the movie. I was thinking about it in the sense of these are things that have to happen to you, like that happen to you, not that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it's just like where, where we are in our lives and the things, <laughs> where, right. This is, this is the beauty of it, but that's what I was constantly thinking about. It was, I'll go into a rant now. I'm gonna I'm gonna rant on the way on, on the We way need we, we need okay. like a, a we need like a a timer a, so, a sound deck for like a mm-hmm. track for like Josue rants. <laughs> just let me just give me yeah give me mm-hmm. put, put a timer on. I 
when when No Way Home came out, I I've never loved and hated a movie so much in my life because I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then it gets to the point where this topic comes up, right? It's like it's like all of these things, and it's it the conversation happened mostly outside of the movie, but it's it's the basis. You know, it, it, it inspires what happens in the movie. It's like, he has to go through all of these. Peter Parker has to go through these horrible things. He has to lose everything because that's what's, what Spider-Mans do. They suffer. And that is, it isn't mentioned that way in the movie, per se. In the movie, it's more set up of like, there's no other choice. Like, I don't know how else to fix this. You know, Doctor Strange is like, I don't know how else to fix this. This is the way. And you lose everything. What bothered me was the the reaction from fans afterwards saying, finally, finally, he gets to suffer. Tom Holland's Peter Parker had it too easy. He had it too easy all this time. It wasn't believable that he could be a hero because he hadn't had all this pain and loss. And that infuriated me. And then the Marvel gods answered my prayers and made across the spiders and the whole movie is based around this idea of an entire universe of spiders i think they're not all people either yeah. i was thinking about no. that i was like spider mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah spider ham there's like, yeah, well there's yeah. also spider dog there's like there's spider, spider yeah, cat. yeah they're not all people mm-hmm. yeah there's also yeah. penny i mean the spider itself is the radioactive one it's true but she's, mm-hmm. she's not actually bitten she just controls the, the mac yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So so all these spiders and the idea that they're just like, nah, you know, like that's just that's just what happens. Like your father, uncle, parent, somebody is a captain, captain's gotta die. And then that's like that's how you become Spider Man. And this is a character who that's not his story. It's not exactly that. And he refuses to just let it happen because he doesn't have to let it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're almost forcing him He's to let the it only happen. He has a chance to fix it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I, I don't know that that's true. I'm, I'm guessing. He knows, he knows all about this before the canon event happens. Yes. Most of the other, I can't say all because there are probably yeah. thousands, but yeah. the examples they gave us, everybody else didn't know that their quote-unquote captain had to die until after it happened yeah yes yeah so he is the one who has a chance to to change it i know there's something with like why can't i remember um why can't i remember his name miguel there he changed the canon event and the world died right Mm -hmm. And yep. so there's that fear that that oh that you do that that's gonna that's gonna happen again, um, and fixing timelines and and universes and all of that. But other than that situation, nobody has really known about these things right before it happens, as far as we know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but now, the kid that wasn't supposed to be Spider Man is gonna screw it all up, <laughs> you know. But it, and yeah. Yeah. And he has this option, which is so cool to watch play out. Because none of us know what is going to happen before it happens. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's still, right, you're right, Miguel knew before. Gwen knows now. Yeah. Before. 
and but she didn't do anything necessarily to make it change it changed though mm-hmm. right he um and so that's true yeah mm-hmm. but but just like but miguel knows right like they have the ability to know and i'm I'm just gonna get some somebody right some of them because like there's just like this this feeling in some of those conversations it's like hey man you gotta let it happen you know like sorry you know i mean they knew about the the um the spider-man from india mm-hmm. right that like that was gonna happen and miguel was By the pissed way, his design he is a wonderful character love him oh, so yeah. much oh yeah 100 yeah yeah um there's anyway so infuriating to me this idea right but i love that the protagonist of the movie right the point in this movie is that he is fighting against that where he's Mm -hmm. like first of all they didn't even mention the fact that like he's already a pretty decent Mm spider-man trained by multiple peter parkers um and he well, he wasn't really trained by the first one who died, but, but right. Like he's got, he's been trained. He's got a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And he's, and, and the fact that in the movie, they make the point that he is not, and he realizes that he is not a hero because of what he suffered. He's a hero because of the love and teachings of his parents and like their support. Right. Like they, they raised him in a way where he's like, he, his sense of right and wrong is what helps him be the Spider-Man yeah. that he is. Right. And so again, this feels like a big F you to, to no way home. And, and that idea that like, you gotta, you gotta just take everything away from, him or you gotta, you gotta let this person die. Otherwise. And the idea that not only like it messes up everything, like we all have to have this in common, which is, which is a, a big, uh, like, it's such an interesting idea, right? Look, if we want to be one of us, you get, you have to do this, right? It's like an initiation of some sort. It's like, if you don't, if you didn't have that experience, you're not really one of us. And it kind of ruins our vibe. Although in the movie, it's like the vibe is the, the, the fabric of reality or whatever it is that keeps them <laughs> all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I love the fact that this movie completely goes against um, that, those those conversations around like well you know you can't really be spider-man if you don't have all of this other stuff and and miles does this at multiple levels right he's black he's hispanic he lives in queens um he's uh and and then all these other things right like there's many different things about miles that are different from peter parker and he doesn't have to also from just a storytelling perspective, like how boring would it be if the, if Peter Parker's replacement, like just has all the same things. He has an uncle named Ben who dies <laughs> and he, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You have all the same events happening. Um, I think, I think it's, uh, I appreciate this movie very much. Make that message. All right, back to you, Mark. Yeah, I I remember when we talked about No Way Home, and I think I was one of those people that was like, you know, this is one of the things that I viewed as like a defining trait of, of Spider-Man, which is eternal suffering. Um, but eternal. I... <laughs> <laughs> but with this movie, I don't think I related to that 
a, a character more than I did relating to to Miles. Like that that to notion Miguel, you said? No, ah, no surprisingly <laughs> no. Uh to Miles of uh, of that idea of like he's like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna do my own thing. Like everyone's telling me how my story's supposed to go. And they explain that you know this isn't even supposed to be his story. And yet here it is. You know, he's Spider Man. Whether or not he was supposed to be Spider-Man, at this point, it doesn't matter. He is Spider-Man. And, you know, he he's trying so hard to say no. Like, just because that happened to every single other Spider-Man, that does not mean that it has to happen to him as well. And him taking that stand and saying, no, this is, this is my story. I'm going to be the one to to say how it's supposed to go. I was like, damn. This this right here is something that I feel like teenage Mark needed back in the day. Because I I remember uh you know way back then when I was a a, a young teenager <sighs> of struggling with that that notion of my own identity. And I often let it sort of be shaped and molded by the people in the environment around me. I I lived for other people's expectations of how they feel like I was supposed to be. And I was like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. This is, these are the rules that were set. This is how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to go through this. I'm supposed to deal with this or whatever. And I think seeing this now that I've gone through my own journey, my own healing, all that stuff and say, seeing this happen as a person that's like, who already feels like they don't belong. And then taking that stand and saying, maybe I don't. And that's okay. Cause I'm going to be the one to tell my own story. This is my life. And so I'm going to dictate it. And it's okay that if I don't, if I'm not part of the, the bigger group that's fine because that's not what's important to him what's important is him taking a stand and doing what he feels is right and in this case for him it's he's gonna want to save his dad and he's not gonna let other people say no he's gotta die and then he'll be just like all right you right and then he just sits back and watches it happen like no he's not gonna do that he feels like he's embodied what spider-man is supposed to be which is if you can do something if you can save a person then you need to make sure that you can do everything you can to save them or to help them and that's what he's going to want to do he wants to be the embodiment of the spider-man that he trained with that he looked up to growing up all that sort of stuff even if it means he's got to go against what they've dictated as are the rules or the canon events that need to happen um, before recording, we were talking about rational emotive behavior therapy because, you know, why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, Albert Ellis, he, there were a few things that he said that I think about all the time. They sold t-shirts with this stuff. He used to say this in, in conferences. He would say, don't should yourself and stop masturbating. 
So it's like nothing must be a particular way should will also get you in trouble, right? That belief that it has to be a particular way is um, limiting and can be uh, and can be unhealthy at times because then we don't accept things that have happened, right? There's a there's there's that uh, the classic interview with uh, the Albert Ellis says with a with a patient that um, the one that makes everybody think he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right, the then, the Gloria uh, yeah. videos. Yeah. yeah, she's like, "Oh, my sister died. She shouldn't have died." And he's like, "Well, she did." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like like thinking that it that there was that it had to be a particular way, and now it's not, is why you're suffering right now because you believe that it has to be one particular way, right? And like, really, it's Miguel that we're seeing in the movie. Who's like, it has this to is be the way it way. has to be. It must be this way. And he's convinced other people. And I think I'm 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 coming back around to to your point now, Lara, right? Like, because really, how many people would actually be like, Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I guess my dad's gotta die. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll just be over here. You know? Like they all find out kind of after the fact and just accept the fact that, like, oh yeah, without that, I wouldn't be who I am. I guess that's mm-hmm. the way it goes. And, and Miles does seem to be the first one that they're like actively trying to keep away from the knowledge of all of this. Right. Right. (laughs) When Gwen's like, it's really, you know, like small exclusive club and he Mm -hmm. just shows up and he's like, what? (laughs) He's actually the only one that's not invited. Yeah. 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 That whole thing too with like, I look back on my life and it helps me to look back on my life. Yes, my mom dying did change my life and did like, you know, put this trajectory. I don't have the ability to go back and change things. And but moving forward, I can make my choices and do things in a way like I can't predict the future, but I can do my my actions. I can fight to change things and fight to change how I think about things and how I work toward my goals. Um, and I talk with clients about that all the time. The idea that like, well, worrying and and suffering about the past is one thing, right? And this is not to discount people's like traumas and things like that. But it's like, unless we can do something about it right now to, and this is mostly when someone has done something or not done something, unless we're going to do something now to kind of fix things, all we can do is learn from that and move forward. So, like, we we don't have the power to go back in time and fix the things like we would in many superhero movies or sci-fi movies. But this is this is the past for the future you, that you can change things now to go ahead and make the future better. So, yeah. This is where I think it, it it's helpful to bring up something like the flash movie that just came out other other um, time travel movies mm-hmm. that play with the idea of if you go back and change one thing like one moment that can have a rippling effect moving forward right it's like sure if this person hadn't died if this had this thing hadn't happened you you might be a very different person mm-hmm. because many different things would have happened to your point, like you can't go back and do that. So I think that even the exercise mm-hmm. of going back and saying, 
like oh what would it how would it be different like what would happen i don't think that that's necessarily it's not a healthy, healthy exercise because no. why you first of all you're, it's all bullshit because you have you'd have no idea you would just be thinking you'd, you'd either be catastrophizing or idealizing right you'd be like mm-hmm. oh you know everything would be better i only like to go back with clients and look at what has happened when it's like an argument with a partner like what could you have done differently because you can yeah. implement that in the future exactly but like, the death yeah. of a parent no i'm i'm not going to look back and see what is different i have in the past but now it's like i'm not going to look back and see what would be different because this is the person i am now now would i if i had the ability to go back in time would i go back and change things i don't know because i wouldn't want my future i like my my life right now i don't know if i would change the future but if my mom were alive today you bet I would fight my <laughs> fight tooth and nail to keep her around. So that's the kind of thing. And that's my my dad has health issues. I'm fighting tooth and nail to keep him around. You know, it's it's that thing that like yeah. you can change the future, but you definitely can't change the past. So unless it's something you need to apologize for, but you can't change what you did. <laughs> Whew. There's a lot there. Like mm-hmm cannot go into the past this is true mm-hmm. exploring like how things would be different it's a better reframe like you said to say what can we learn from that so that when the opportunity comes up again what can we do differently mm-hmm. you can't use that for everything right it's not like no it wouldn't be it wouldn't be our our mother's deaths it would be how we reacted to it or, or what we did right. afterwards right um and then the idea of changing this idea that you can change the future, right? Because I agree. we don't I'm know not, what the future is. We don't I'm know dis- what it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I want I want to go like a little deeper and more specific and just also acknowledge that like there's a lot of things that you cannot change. Right. Right. We can change how we react to things. We can change how um we can't we can't control what other people do. Like, we can change ourselves and how we like, if I sat by and said nothing when someone I care about is doing something dangerous for them to themselves, I would feel horrible. So now I say something, right? That kind of thing. Um, that comes from my own trauma with my mom's past. But, like, sitting back and sit, not saying anything is not doing anything. I have the option. I can't force them to take care of themselves, but I can do my part to make it known um, so that I can feel good about what I have done and that I tried my best, you know, that's a thing that's possible, but we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's certain situations where that works. Literally. I say my dad has health issues. He could walk outside the door and get hit by a car. I can't change that. Um, But there are things that we can do. Like I can try my best to get out of unhealthy thinking patterns. Anybody can do that. I can try my best to eat better. I can try my best to exercise a little bit more, you know, during my week. Those are things we can do that does impact the future. I just talked to somebody, to a lot of people today, about it's okay to half-ass something. You can half-ass something. Something is better than nothing. And I think in this situation in the movie... Miles isn't going to half-ass it, but he's doing something to try and make his future yeah. better rather than sitting back and letting it happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
when my mom was was sick, there was a time when it was really, really hard for me to not be able to help her. Mm-hmm. I felt helpless, and then I was just very angry about that. And then once I remembered, like, oh, yeah, I can't force her to do anything that she doesn't want to do. Yep. Um, then it switched you, from, like... You did your best, right? <laughs> well, no, I completely, like... I felt stupid for even trying so hard, right? I was like, oh, knowing yeah, your mom, no. knowing your mom, yeah, well, just knowing like people in general, right? It's like, oh yeah, I can't force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do, or that they can't, like, you know, it's it. it I think it's unfair to say to some about someone who is ill, mm-hmm. whether physically or mentally, that they that it's all willpower and it's all strength, oh, and it's, you know, right? Not. Like, it's mm-hmm. they may not be able to do it, right? So then, my frust- the frustration is mine that I can't move mm-hmm. this immovable object. Um, and, but then I changed it from, I don't, I'm not going to regret having tried to help her. I'm going to regret not having spent more time with her. Correct. And so, and so that's what I focused on, right? Which is the only thing that I could really control is the, uh, you know, making an effort and and making, Mm -hmm. making it possible to spend time with her as much as possible. That's something I could control. I could try to make her more comfortable, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. that the stuff like that. But I couldn't, I couldn't cure her, and I couldn't make her or force her to do anything that, in my mind, would have been helpful for her. Right. So, yeah, and also, I think, I think with me, so I have you two changed sisters. the future because the alternate host way would have kept fighting and been more frustrated. And not had that quality time, right? I I um I deleted that variant and the entire time. Exactly. Line. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got rid of that one. <laughs> Retconned out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny because truth. My, this is the canon. <laughs> I have two sisters, and they we all handled this extremely differently. As a, as happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to see how they reflect now on the choices that they made. And the outcome and how we're all in very different spots because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it's funny. I I got to the... So it, for Miles, his father's death is not inevitable. But mm-hmm. I think that in, in Miles's mind, Miles, um, in Miguel's mind... It should be inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like it should, it should happen. But to, and so in a way, like kind of there are times when you have to accept that something is inevitable because otherwise you're going to suffer through it. I don't expect Beyond the Spider Verse to have Miles just step back and accept it. Mm-hmm. I expect him to fight and win and save his father. Otherwise, I'm gonna be pissed if the movie ends up if the, if the story of the, of the two movies ends up being what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like you can you know you just can't stop certain things. I I really doubt that that's it. But it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with it mm-hmm, because video game Miles doesn't his dad is not there. <laughs> that's a different yeah. That's a different. It's a different. Uh, it's a different Miles. Yeah, uh, Peter. Didn't even know his parents. Like they died when he was mm-hmm. super, super small. Um, mm-hmm. In almost all all versions, but 
but like what we're talking about, right? It's like, I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm like, I had to accept that my mom was going to die again, very different circumstances. Right. This right? is like, you had, he has the chance to actually do something. Right? Yeah. This I guess that's not, it. Right. It's like, not, I it's not a medical thing. It is an injury that will happen. Right. But, but it's interesting. Cause I think, I think my mom's death was very preventable at mm-hmm. multiple stages she didn't have cancer like she get yeah. you know it was it was something that was extremely treatable and the other day i was talking to my sister and i had one of those not very healthy thoughts that like i had everything ready for my mom to come to chicago at a good mm-hmm. hospital like we were they were just ready for it. and my mom was like yeah i don't know give me a give me a couple months to think about it and like let me see and the doctor that i was speaking to here she was like she doesn't have a couple months months to think about this like the longer she waits the 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 harder it's going to be and i had to again like take a step back and kind Mm -hmm. of again it's it's not it's not the same right but it's because miles's dad doesn't know that he's going to die (laughs) right his dad has no opportunity to do anything about this yeah yeah well i mean he would if he knew right but he doesn't know right but he doesn't yeah Yeah. my mom knew that she was you know of what she what she could do to change but it's still that that idea that i it wasn't until i accepted what at some point became inevitable Mm -hmm. that i was able to be that i was able to enjoy the time with my mom that we had left even yeah because before then i was just angry at the world and her and myself and and mark everybody yeah well if miles's dad ends up dying in the next movie miles better get a chance to like tell him about being spider-man to have that truth with him i know you know, know. fix the disconnect between the two of them otherwise the story is gonna be very fucking sad <laughs> yeah Seriously. Why can't we just have a happy Spider-Man story? Um, because like, like eternal Peter, suffering. Like 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 Peter like, P- like Peter B Peter B. Parker is exactly. married to Mary Jane and has a baby. Okay. Exactly. Why can't we have that? Why can't we just have more of that? Instead we have spectacular Spider-Man saying, No, this is the way it's gotta be. <sighs> spectacular Spider-Man saying this is the way it's gotta be. We, we after like they showed the little vits like the little clips of everything like spectacular spider-man is there saying like yeah miles like this is kind of what has to happen which one's spectacular spider-man um i mean oh. it's kind of hard for me to describe it without having the screen in front of me to show you but um it was it was an have you, you know about spectacular spider-man the show no 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 <sighs> gotcha i mean i mean yes, yes but yeah. i've yeah, so that so, character in particular was in the movie? Yes. He was one of the few that had like, um, uh, he had like a couple lines in it and it was like the original actor, voice actor and everything, which is what a lot of people were really happy about because a lot of people viewed Spectacular Spider-Man as like one of the better Spider-Man TV shows that ended up getting canceled. And then it was replaced with Ultimate Spider-Man. What was when when Doc Ock becomes Spider Man? What is he called? 
That's Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. That's where I got hung up. Yeah. And, and yeah. they only call him the Spectacular Spider-Man because that was the name of the show was gotcha. the Spectacular gotcha. Spider-Man. Okay. 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 Yep. That makes sense. So. Got it. Yeah. Even the live action ones were here. So it was. Um, yeah. Everybody's. Everybody's in there. Everybody's here. Everybody is here. I, I did like how Miguel references Tom Holland and Doctor Strange with that whole thing, mm-hmm. but he referenced it as from Earth nine 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 nine. But then in Far From Home, Mysterio says that they're Earth six one six, and he came from Earth like eight three two or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that was all a lie. Which is why it's like, oh, okay, it's cool. Because I remember when I heard that, I was like, hold on. That's not adding up. Yeah. That's not. That's not. That was the giveaway that he yeah. was lying. Yeah. I was like, hmm, this this is this is a little sus. But yeah, now it's like, no, it's Earth 9999999, whatever. Surprise. He's just a special effects <laughs> uh, <laughs> artist. Yep. Mark, was there anything else about this that, like, that we haven't covered? No, I, I, we honestly talked about a lot more than what I had originally wanted to talk about. I think like we, we had a really good discussion about this and it's, it is definitely one that has like, there's a lot of thought there. There's a, there's a whole lot of other stuff there too. Um, that we, we've all touched on a little bit, but I feel like this is overall was like the second big theme that like I pulled from the movie. Yeah. Aside from that, that feeling of belonging and, and you know establishing your own identity and stuff like that. So before we go, I want to point out that we often joke that the three of us are the same person for a number of reasons. Um, the irony of that is that we are very, very different people with very, very mm-hmm. different lives and pasts. Uh, but do we have any canon event that like unites our stories altogether? I'm curious. We're in three different phases of being therapists. I'm just pointing that out there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We're we're again. It's like we're, our timelines are not um, chronologically in sync. Mm-hmm. For example, Laura, you're much older. You're going to be forty this year. Um, oh, you know, oh, 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 <laughs> I am 20s. a month older I'm still than in my thirties. For the record, everyone. <laughs> Decades between us. But that's okay because Link told us we're all turning forty this year. Turning forty, <laughs> I I feel it. Yeah, feel it in your knees. So is is there is there anything that we all? Um, Josue, didn't you say that your dad was the one who got you into gaming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was mm-hmm. my dad too. My, my alternate. Mom. My mom was the one who got well, me. It, into I mean, gaming. it was both of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were both. I guess. Is that it? That's our that's our, that, that's that's our that's thing? The, this could take a long time to because compare I, our life timelines. No, no, there you go. Our parents mm-hmm. our parents introduced us into video games when we were little. Then we all became therapists. That is therapists. true. Here's the thing. Here, <laughs> here's the thing. Canon events don't have to involve the same person, right? It can be, yeah. In this, it yeah. is the captain, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. We are definitely... Um, yeah, all variants can be uh, very different. I think I think we're all the same people. We're definitely variants. Okay, that was it. If your parents uh, introduce you into video games when and you now were you're little, a therapist or have and been now a therapist, you're a therapist, 
Welcome to the GT verse. We're all like connected that. by the thread <laughs> that brings us together. Oh, uh, I'm sure down the line we'll see something else too. Uh, there's a few. There's a few I can think about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna chatter. Thank you so much for joining us, <laughs> Mark. Take us take us home. Oh my goodness! Uh, thank everybody so much for joining us uh, in this wonderful conversation into um, across the Spider Verse. Very, very lovely conversation to be had. Um, if you guys would like to join in on the conversation, um, the links to all of our um, spaces are in the show notes. R- remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that how the link does it? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.